Transcribed. Hey, Riley. Yeah, Harry. What do you have? Pab Blue Ribbon? What else? Smoother, smoother, smoother flavor. Zest and sparkle, million flavor. Taste that smoother, smoother flavor. Pabst Blue Ribbon beer. What do you have? Pabst Blue Ribbon. Internationally famous Pabst Blue Ribbon. Finest beer served anywhere. Proudly presents... The Life of Riley, starring William Bendix as Riley. Sooner or later, every married man who makes a modest salary will make the fatal error of saying to his wife, quote, For the life of me, Peg, I don't know why your housework should take up so much time. The trouble with you women is you ain't got a system. Why, I could do your work in half the time. And from that point on, he's a doomed man. You take the case of Chester A. Riley, who made this statement shortly after 11 o'clock the other night. He had just arrived home after putting in a hard night of bowling and found his wife in the kitchen bending over an ironing board, her hair disarranged, her face flushed, and beads of perspiration on her brow. Hello, honey. Have a nice evening. Oh, sure. Delightful. I iron Junior's things, then I iron Babs' things, now I'm ironing your things. I've lifted this iron about a thousand times. I had a wonderful evening. Well, that's nice. Say, uh, where's Junior? There's something I have to ask him. Junior? Hmm. You better be asleep. It's after 11. Oh, well, I'll just take a peek. Maybe he's reading. Hey, come here, quick. Huh? Well, what's the matter? It's Junior. He ain't in his room. He's not? No. Well, that's funny. I could have sworn. He must have gone out. Where? Well, I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? Do you realize it's after 11 o'clock p.m.? Well, I thought he was in here. Well, the least you can do, Peg, is to keep an eye on your own son. Well, right after supper, I started ironing. He was in the living room. I didn't hear him go out. My goodness, I can't do a dozen things at the same time. Well, Junior comes first. For all we know, right this minute, he could be out with a bunch of hoodlums holding up a gas station or... or... Oh, don't be ridiculous. Instead of standing here blaming me, why don't you go out and look for him? Well, I can't go wandering all over Los Angeles at this hour of the night. I'm tired from bowling. <laughs> oh, you poor thing. You go find him. Well, where? He might be anywhere. Maybe he's at Benny's house watching television. Maybe he's reading the comics in the drugstore. Maybe he's playing basketball in the gym. Maybe he's down on Main Street watching some burlesque show. <laughs> To the burlesque show. You come back here. Now, let's wait a while. We'll, we'll give him 15 minutes. Now, well, what time is it now? Mm, a little after 11. Oh, that's fine. Almost 12, and your son is hanging around the streets somewhere. Well, he's your son, too, you know. Well, he's your responsibility. After all, I work all day. And what do you think I do all day? I got housework to do. Other women have housework. They don't work at it all day and night like you do. Other women have husbands who hire maids for them. Without maids. They do their work one, two, three. Noontime they're through and they have time to take in an afternoon movie. Why does it have to take you longer than anybody? Just, just, just what do you do all day, Peg? Well, of all... All right. I'll tell you what I do. Okay. Once and for all, I'd like to clear up this big mystery. Go on, tell me. Well. I have to get up at 7 o'clock just to make your breakfast because you're too lazy to boil an egg. Then I have to fix your lunchbox. By the time I'm through with you, I have to start breakfast for the children. Then after they've gone, I've got all the breakfast dishes to wash. 
Then I have to make the beds and clean the bathroom and wash the kitchen floor and clean up the living room, which you messed up the night before with your newspapers and your cigar butts. Then I vacuum the rugs and polish the brass and dust the Venetian blinds. Then I wash your laundry. Then I hang it out in the yard. Then I have to do my shopping. And when I get home, it's time to start cooking supper. And when I'm through with supper, I have to do all the dishes. Then I have to take in the laundry and I have to iron it. Then if I'm lucky some nights, I get to bed by 12 o'clock. So when do you expect me to find time to go to a movie? <laughs> well, there are midnight movies. You know. oh. I mean, well, I ain't denying you got a little work to do, but I don't know why I should take up so much of your time. I'd rather not discuss The trouble with you, Peggy, is you ain't got no system. I could do your work in half the time. Yeah, huh? a quarter of the time. Oh, sure. You talk big. I'd like to see you try it All sometime. right, I will. I'll prove it to you. Saturday, I'm off. I'll do all the housework, the laundry, the ironing. You just line it up for me and then get out of the house and go to a movie. I'll... Well, all right. I will this Saturday. Yeah. We'll see. Only you'll back down. Well, don't worry about that. I never back down when I got my back up. <laughs> Hi, I'm on. Hi, Pop. Oh, hello, son. You're still up? You better turn in. Good night. Good, Good night. night. Dear. Now, what were we talking about before? Oh, yeah, Junior. Well, it's after midnight, and... Junior, come back here! <laughs> Where were you? I had a meeting of the Boy Scouts. Till 12 o'clock with Boy Scouts? I'm sure it wasn't Girl Scouts. <laughs> well, I had to go all the way out to Glendale. It took me an hour on the bus. Well, you used to have the meetings around here. Sure, but our Scoutmaster left town. Until we get another one, the whole troop has to meet with the Glendale bunch. Cheer up, son. I'll see that you have a scoutmaster. You won't have to go all the way to Glendale. Oh, gee, Pop, that'd be swell. Who will you get? Me. You? <laughs> well, what's the big joke? <laughs> I can just see you in short pants helping old ladies across the street. <laughs> I don't see what's so funny. Pop, were you ever a scout? A scout? I was a scoutmaster. You were on the level? On the level on hills, too, every place. <laughs> yes, sir, and once a scout, always a scout. Why, I've never forgotten the old scout motto. Neither rain nor snow nor hail nor sleet shall deter thee. That's the postman. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, go, go to bed, Junior. Well, goodbye, Riley. I'm leaving now. Where are you going? To the movies with Estelle Calvin. On a Saturday afternoon? I thought Saturday was your busy day in the house. Oh, it is. But you're going to do the housework. Remember our little deal? What little... Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, was it this Saturday? Yes, yeah. it was. Mm. Now, here's a list of what has to be done. To make the beds, do the dishes, wax the floors, do the well, laundry. Peg, today I got my first meeting with Junior Scout Troop. I promised to be Scoutmaster. I, I can't disappoint the boy. Uh-huh. I thought you'd back down. Uh, who's backing down? Give me that list. Oh, yes, but the Scout... Now, I'll postpone the meeting to some other day. Now, you go on, go to the movies. When you come back, you'll find everything done, the whole house spick and spam, and I'll be laying on the couch reading the ladies' home journal and looking fresh as a daisy. <laughs> oh, all right, yeah. we'll see. <laughs> Goodbye, Daisy. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'll show her. 
Uh, let's see, where's that list? Oh, here it is. Laundry, dishes, things. Oh, I think I'll start with the dishes. No, I'll start with something easier. I'll, I'll make the beds first, and... No, maybe I better wax the floors first, and... No, I know what. I'll vacuum. Now, now where's that vacuum? Now, i got to hook it up, and then i got to pull... Oh, no, that's too complicated. Maybe I better start with the iron. Now, that means I'll have to do the laundry first. No, i better make the beds first. Oh, this housework is sure exhausting. <laughs> I think first I'll lay down and take a nap. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, look, Junior, something came up. We'll have to postpone the meeting at some other time. But, gee, Pop, the fellas are all outside, the whole troop. Well, I'm sorry, son. Tell them to retreat. But you promised. Well, I know, but I... A scout never breaks his promise. Junior, don't tell me how to be a scout. I know a little more about it than you do. A scout has to do a good deed every day. And I'm asking you to do your good deed by postponing the meeting. Okay, okay. Look, I don't like your attitude, Junior. I got a lot of work to do this afternoon, and a good scout should be helpful, and... Wait a minute, Junior. Uh, Junior, bring the boys in, huh? You mean we're going to have the meeting after all? Yes, sir, Junior, you are right. A good scout never breaks his promise. Oh, boy. Uh -huh. Okay, fellas, come on in. Come on, fellas. Junior says it's okay. Oh, gee, Pop, thanks. Don't mention it, Junior. <laughs> All right, all right. Now, take it easy. Here, here, wait a minute. Line up here. Let's have a little order, fellas. Attention! Pop, this is the army. You just tell the senior patrol leader to call the meeting to order. Junior, I'm running this outfit. Attention! At ease. Mr. Riley, sir, can we go on a hike today? No, let's work on not. Let's do signaling. Oh, no, come on. Let's work. Wait a minute. No, wait, wait, wait. Hold, hold, hold everything. Before we do anything, I want to ask you a very important question. How many of you did your good deed today? Huh? I did, sir. Oh, well, what did you do, Freddie? I picked up an old lady who fell down in the street. Oh, are you sure, Freddie? Positive. I knocked her down with my bike. Oh. <laughs> Anybody else? Nobody, huh? Only one scout out of ten did his good deed today. Now, that's not a very good record. I'm disappointed in you, boys. Oh, but gee, Mr. Riley, it's still early, and you can't always do a good deed unless you get an opportunity. That is right. So I'm going to give every one of you scouts an opportunity to do your good deed for today. Joey, wash the dishes. Mike, make the beds. Tommy, wax the floors. Benny, do the laundry. Freddie, do the ironing. Junior, vacuum the rugs. Sammy, peel the potatoes. Bill, wash the windows. Junior, that's the old scout spirit. Looks like everybody's finished, eh? I'm not finished yet, Mr. Riley. Well, what's holding you up, Freddie? Gee, this iron is awful heavy. <laughs> now, Freddie, a scout never complains. This morning you picked up an old lady. But gee, Mr. Riley, when I joined the scouts, they told me you try out for all kinds of things. And if you pass the test, you get a badge, like a forester, naturalist, or craftsman, and stuff like that. That's right. Well, what kind of a badge do I get for doing this? Uh, housewife. <laughs> <laughs> ah. 
can't believe it. I, I just can't believe my eyes. Riley, I I'm speechless. Oh, what did I tell you? Well, the bed, the dishes, the <laughs> floors, the laundry. It's impossible. I made that list long on purpose. It'd take me two days to do all this. You're only a mere woman. <laughs> uh, not that I ain't in favor of women for wives, but... Uh, How did you do it? Well, I told you, Peg, I have a system. Yeah, but what? Well, it's very simple. Concentration, application, and perspiration. <laughs> when I work, I work. I start a job and finish it. I don't stop in the middle and jabber on the phone for hours like you women do. I don't stop my work to call up Jim Gillis and say, Hello, Jim. I just had to stop everything and call you up and ask you who does your hair. Tony the Barber? Well, he's just done wonders for you. I've never seen your mustache so attractive. <laughs> I must make a date to see him. I, I just can't do a thing with my widow's teeth. Oh. <laughs> By the way, Jimsy, what did you think of Joe's poker party last night, huh? Ah, that's what I thought. Now, I'm the last person in the world to criticize, especially my best friend. But imagine serving what he did. Liverwurst on those six slices of pumpernickel. <laughs> Why, whenever the boys come to my house, I always serve filet of anchovies on rye crisps. Of course, Joe just doesn't care about his figure anymore. He's just letting himself go. <laughs> and did you see that suit he had on with that plunging belt line? <laughs> and at his age, too, he's 40 if he's a day. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, stop it now. Maybe I do make a few phone calls, but I'm not that bad. Oh, you should hear yourself. That's why you never get your work done in time. But I concentrate. Oh, you couldn't have done all... I know Gillis helped you. Gillis did not help me. He must have. He did not. On my scout's honor, I just had a sister. But, but what? Well, let's just say that I was Snow White and about seven little dwarfs helped me. Huh? <laughs> You have just heard the first act of The Life of Riley, starring William Bendix as Riley. But now, here's an important question. What do you have? Perhaps Blue Ribbon. What do you have? Perhaps Blue Ribbon. In restaurants and dining cars, in the best hotels and finest bars, just look around and you will hear the call for Pabst Blue Ribbon beer. What do you have? Pabst Blue Ribbon. What do you have? Pabst Blue Ribbon. What do you have? Pabst Blue Ribbon. Pabst Blue Ribbon beer. Smoother, smoother, smoother flavors, zest and spark a million favors. Taste that smoother, smoother flavor, Pabst Blue Ribbon beer. Finest beer served anywhere. And say, friends, do you want to know the real payoff on how to judge truly fine beer? It's easy. Just pour yourself a glass of Pabst Blue Ribbon and make the three-way experts test. One, look at that clear color, that creamy head. Two, sniff that fragrant Blue Ribbon blend. Three, Taste that flavor. The flavor the whole world knows, and you're bound to agree. Finest beer served anywhere. Pabst Blue Ribbon beer. What do you have? Paps Blue Ribbon. And now back to the life of Riley, starring William Bendix as Riley, with Paula Winslow and John Brown. Pop, can I talk to you a minute? Oh, hello, Junior. Look, did you tell the troop about the meeting tomorrow? Yeah, Pop, I told him. Yeah, well, it's very important for everybody to be there. Listen, Pop, They're I... sending the chief scout down from headquarters to make me official scoutmaster. I want our troop to make a good showing. 
So don't forget to tell all the boys, Junior. I told them. Oh, good. They're not coming. What? They want you to quit. Me? They don't want you to be their scoutmaster. Mutiny, eh? <laughs> well, that don't surprise me. There's always one troublemaker in the mob who's jealous of the boss. <laughs> who's the ringleader? If I stop him, I'll nip this whole thing in the bud. Who is he? Who started this? I did. You... No. No, Junior, you, you, you wouldn't... You couldn't... Pop, it'll be better if you quit. Honest, Pop. So, this is how you pay me back. After all I've done for you. After the sacrifices I've made. When you were a baby and you fell in the lake in Prospect Park, who jumped off the pier to save you? Grandpa did. <laughs> well, who pushed him in? I did. <laughs> now you do a thing like this. I'm doing it for your own good. You'll get into trouble. T take my advice. I don't need your advice, Junior. I'm running this group, and as long as I'm Scoutmaster, you'll do what I say. And if you know what's good for you, you'll have those boys there at that meeting. That's an order. Dismiss! <laughs> Dictator. What did you say? Nothing, nothing. Goodbye. Yeah. Fine son he turned out to be. I slave and suffer to be a great scoutmaster, and now he wants to drop me. If he goes around dropping people, he can never work for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's you. Yes, it is I indeed. Digby O'Dell, the friendly undertaker. <laughs> I didn't hear you come in, Digger. Most people don't. <laughs> I'm wearing rubber sole. Grape rubber. <laughs> I saw your dear Junior going out. Have you had a dip with the lad? Uh, those kids sure are a headache, Digger. Oh, yes. Children can be most precipitate. Yesterday, a gang of hoodlums filled a sign from a new housing development and hung it on the door of my business establishment. Oh, I was furious. <laughs> Why? What did the sign say? Want a permanent home? Come in and let us start excavating today. <laughs> oh, I don't understand that, Junior. First he begged me to be a scoutmaster, now he wants me to quit. Why make a fuss? Why don't you quit? No, no, I got a duty to those boys. When I have a duty, I do my duty. I don't lay down on the job. Nobody can make me lay down. Would you care to bet? <laughs> well, I ain't resigning. I got my pride. I gotta save my face. Why? <laughs> Beware of foolish pride, Riley. I recall an ex-client of mine, one Joseph Grace, a perennial bachelor and so on. Never would marry. Too proud to settle down like an average man. Today his epitaph reads, and I quote, Here lies bachelor Joe Grace, who lived a fast pace. Each night, he painted the town. He drove in the rain and raced with the train. But now Joe is settling down. <laughs> well, cheerio. I'd better be shoveling off. Well, what did he say, Junior? Well, is he resigning? No. Okay, then we send the letter to Mr. Whitmore at headquarters. Now, wait a minute, fellas. Give him a break. Not oh, I will not. not. Did he give us a break? Well, I can hardly lift my arm from all that ironing. I got housemaid's knee from waxing the floors. My back is killing me. We voted to send the letter, so let's do it. Uh, read that last part again, Freddie. 
And in view of Mr. Riley's behavior, we respectfully request that he be removed as scoutmaster of our troop. Now everybody's shining. Oh, but gee, fellas, he's my father. Well, don't blame us. <laughs> Hurry up, Peggy. We don't want to be late, huh? I don't know why you insist on dragging me along. Oh, what are you talking about? You've got to be there. It, it ain't every day your husband has made official scoutmaster. You'll be proud of me. Uh, here's the room, 36. Well, let's go in. No, 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 wait a minute. How do I look in my uniform? Is my hat tilted right? Mm-hmm, fine. Uh, my kerchief straight? How do I look in my shorts? Well, you could use a girdle. Yeah. <laughs> well, come on, let's go. Yeah, come on. Oh, they couldn't wait till I got here. <laughs> Mr. Riley, my uh, name is Whitmore. Oh, yeah, from headquarters. Uh, this is my wife. Mr. Oh, how do you do, Mrs. Riley? How do you do? I haven't got much time, Mr. Riley, oh, so... Oh, yeah, yeah, so let's get started. Attention! Uh, <clears throat> oh, now, wait a minute, Mr. Riley. That won't be necessary. Scouts, you all know why I'm here tonight. Here, here. Stop it, Riley. <clears throat> I've been in the scout movement for 30 years, but I never thought I'd have to do what I'm going to do tonight. None of us is perfect. We scouts can make mistakes. But there is one scout in this troop who is a disgrace to the whole Boy Scout movement of America. In my troop? Well, tell me who he is and I'll kick him out personally. Tell me his name. Mr. Riley, step forward. Junior? My own son? He disgraced... Well, I don't care if he is my own son. He's got to take his punishment like a good scout. Junior, step forward. Not junior. Senior. Uh, <laughs> me? Step forward. No, I won't step forward. What did I do? I just... Excuse me, Mr. Whitmore, but... Well, there, there, there must be some mistake. Now, my husband's only got the best interest of the scouts at heart. He's given up his free time to work with them and, and help them. Yeah, that's right. Just what did he do? The boys can tell you, Mrs. Riley. Boys, at your last meeting, what did Mr. Riley make you do? I washed the floor. I washed the clothes. I ironed them. I washed the dishes. I made the bed. Right back in the rugs. Chester Riley. So they're your little dwarfs. <laughs> you don't deny this, do you, Mr. Riley? Well, no, but you see... Well, what have you got to say for yourself? I've got plenty to say. You got your nerve saying I'm a disgrace to the scouts. I was just trying to help these boys. What's the idea of the scout movement anyway? Be prepared. That's the motto, ain't it? Well, that's all I was doing. I was preparing them for the future. Only I was learning them things that'll come in handy. What's you going to learn them how to rub two sticks together to make a fire? When they're married and they're in bed on a cold winter morning, is the wife going to say, Honey, my feet are freezing. Will you rub two sticks together and make a fire? <laughs> no. She'll say, Go down in the cellar and throw some coal in the furnace, you lazy good-for-nothing. And what's you going to learn how to make nuts? Personally, I wish I'd never learned how to make a knot. I got a knot in the string of my pajama pants that I've been trying to untie for five years. <laughs> sure, I learned them how to make beds and wash dishes and wax floors and do laundry and earning. I was preparing them to be husbands. <laughs> well, Mr. Riley, perhaps we have the same goal, but our methods differ. I doubt if the scout movement is prepared to accept yours. So I think it would be best if you were no longer connected with it in any way. You want me to resign? Yes. Now? Turn in your back. <laughs> Here. Can I keep my shorts? 
<laughs> we just want your badge. Badge is holding up my shorts. <laughs> boys, that's all for tonight. We're appointing a new scoutmaster to your troop next week. Good night. Good night. Good night. Dead dogs. Left me here all alone. Treat me like a criminal. Not one of them stood by me. Not even my own son. Not even my wife. Riley. Peg, you're still here. You, you didn't go? No, dear. You don't hate me? Well, why should I? I don't think you did anything so terrible. Not if you really meant what you said. I mean, about preparing the boys for the future. Well, uh, well, of course I meant it. You sure? On my honor as an ex-scout. Well, now that's just fine. Now come on home and you can start on the dishes. Huh? Then there's a great huge bundle of laundry you can do. Now, wait. Then you can wax the floors. Now, just a minute. And dust the Venetian blinds. Now, just a minute, And Peg. then when you're all through, you come in the living room where I'll be flat on the couch reading Esquire. And maybe we can find a few more little things for you to do. What a revolting development this is. <laughs> The Rileys will be back in just a moment, but right now... You can travel 15,000 miles to far-off lands and distant isles From tropic sun to arctic snows, it's Pat's Blue Ribbon the whole world knows Deep in African jungle heat, where the booming drums hit a tropic beat If you want to make a native smile, just ask him this in Congo style What do you have? Yes, sir, wherever you travel, to the far corners of the world or right here in the good old USA, you'll find folks enjoying that international favorite, Pabst Blue Ribbon. Remember, the quality that has carried Pabst Blue Ribbon around the world is yours for the asking. The next time the waiter asks you, what'll you have, tell him you want the world's number one favorite. Pabst Blue Ribbon, finest beer served anywhere. Can I go to bed now? Did you do the laundry? Yeah, all my back. Did you hang it out on the line? Yeah, all my arm. And did you wax all the floors real good? So good I even slipped on them. Oh, my... Oh. <laughs> Please, can I go to bed now? Well, all right, dear. But don't forget, you've got to take that wash in and iron it tomorrow. Yeah, I know. Good night. Good night. doing me a good turn for a change. Well, okay, Harry. What'll you have? Well, are you kidding? Pabst Blue Ribbon. What else? Yeah, Pabst Blue Ribbon. Finest beer served. Anywhere. Smoother, smoother, smoother flavors. Zest and sparkle, million flavors. Taste that smoother, smoother flavor. Pabst 
you to join us again next week to hear The Life of Riley, starring William Bendix as Riley. The script is by Alan Lipscott and Reuben Schiff. Music by Lou Koslow. Mrs. Riley is Paula Winslow. Digger O'Dell is John Brown, and Junior is Bobby Ellis. The Life of Riley is produced by Irving Brecker. Life of Riley is brought to you by the Pabst Brewing Company of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and sent your way with the best wishes of Pabst Blue Ribbon dealers from coast to coast. Hope we'll see you next week. Harry Bonzel speaking. The proceeding was transcribed. Sunday, Mr. and Mrs. Cary Grant become Mr. and Mrs. Blandings on NBC.